If you need help getting Social Security Disability Benefits, then this podcast is for you. Give me 15 minutes and I'll pull back the curtain on disability and reveal the secrets to winning I've learned over the past 25 plus years. Hi, I'm Jonathan Ginsberg and I'm a practicing Social Security Disability Lawyer. I want to help deserving claimants just like you win the benefits you deserve and not one penny less. Now, if you already know you need help today, go to ssdanswers.com for a free and confidential evaluation of your case. It takes just two minutes. That's ssdanswers.com, and I'd love to hear from you. Now, let's start the show. If you're applying for Social Security Disability, or if you've already been approved, you may know that there's a very important benefit to which you will be entitled, and that is Medicare. In my practice, I don't really deal with Medicare too much because approved disability applicants don't even become eligible for Medicare right away. Instead, you only become eligible for Medicare benefits 24 months after you first become eligible for SSDI payments, which is long after my representation ends. This often means that my SSDI clients won't be asked to make decisions about Medicare for months or even years after they're approved for SSDI, and they often make these decisions without the benefit of expert counsel. Medicare, however, is not a one-size-fits-all program. In fact, it has become complex and confusing with literally dozens of options. Over the years, I've sat in on Medicare seminars, and what I've concluded is that you need an experienced and knowledgeable guide to help you decide what flavor of Medicare makes the most sense for you. One such guide is my guest on today's podcast. Medicare specialist Cal Hero assists SSDI recipients nationally choose a Medicare option that is best for them. In our discussion, he explains how Medicare is structured and how you can educate yourself about the various coverage options. One message that comes through loud and clear is that not making a choice and accepting Medicare's default coverage option is almost always not the best choice. So, if Medicare is in your future, or if, you've, if you're already eligible and don't know what to do, I encourage you to spend a few minutes with Cal Hero and me as he pulls back the curtain on this very important part of your Social Security Disability uh, Program. Uh, welcome, everybody. We have a special guest today. Um, this is Cal Hero. That is your real name, I'm guessing. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of an interesting name. But uh, Cal is a Medicare specialist, and uh, he's agreed to answer some questions that I really didn't have answers to about uh, Medicare. And so let's kind of jump into it. Um, Cal, let's just start out by just talking about what Medicare actually is. Uh, what exactly is Medicare? Medicare is a federal program that was started back in uh, 1965, designed for um, individuals that were aging in at age 65 and those that are on uh, disability. Those that uh, qualify for disability will ultimately qualify for uh, Medicare. Okay. So it's the uh, federal health insurance program for those. So it's a health, health insurance program. And I know that, um, and I'm sure most people out there have heard about the different parts Medicare Part A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Uh, tell me about that. What exactly is all that? What is all the, the parts? Right, the alphabet soup, we call it. Mm -hmm. uh, so if you go back to 65, when Medicare was introduced, 
the original parts of Medicare were Part A and Part B. Part A is the hospital benefits. Part B are your medical uh, or doctor. We refer to them as doctor benefits. And um, and then later on, uh, uh, 2003, when the Medicare Modernization uh, Act was passed, uh, came a Part C and uh, Part D. Now, Part D is known, um, that, that one's easy because it's the uh, prescription drug, D for drug. Part C is a little confusing. So what they've done with Part C, it's also known as Medicare Advantage. So if you've seen the commercials, um, Joe Namath and J.J. Yeah. Walker and everybody else, yep. uh, what they're advertising are Medicare Advantage plans, also known as Part C. Part C was designed to take Medicare Part A hospital benefits, your Medicare Part B uh, medical benefits, and in most cases, Part D, combine those together and, um, and, and, and provide a plan that is going to do everything that original Medicare was designed to do, and then some in a uh, in a all-in-one plan that's why they refer to it in the commercials as all okay. in one now so why would there be a part c I mean, if you've got medicare a and a b and a d why would somebody want to go with a parts medicare part c type of plan uh medicare part c there's a couple of reasons um medicare part c is uh, a very very good fit for a lot of folks today the numbers are somewhere um in the range of 20, I think the last numbers I heard were like 26 million out of the 40, 44 million that are eligible for Medicare. Um, what they're going to get with a Medicare Advantage plan is they're going to get, in, in a lot of cases, not only everything in one plan, um, but the managed care model. Um, and yeah, it's, um, it's more cost effective for a lot of folks. Uh, it's more affordable for a, a lot of folks. And um, and at the same time, what what you'll find with Medicare Advantage plans is the we call them perks, but they uh, refer to them most of the time as added value benefits. So sometimes you will see things like dental, vision, and hearing, where you do not see that in original Medicare Part A and Part B. Okay, so I'm assuming um, that there are different types of Medicare. Uh, Part C plans. It's not a one size fits all. There's different types of plans. That's correct. So plans are filed by county and county. that level. Fi right? Yes. Yeah. Filed by county. So you could li literally like, um, for example, say you live in a metro area and, and then the outlying counties may have totally different plans filed. Uh, you could live in a in a rural area in the neighboring county could have um, maybe a plan or two that's available there that's not available in your county. And then the plans, uh, without going into all of the, the different plans, we'll just kind of stay on the surface and talk about the most popular plans are going to be your HMOs and your PPOs. Uh, there's very little uh, fee-for-service plans out there anymore, but the between the PPOs and the HMO Plan C Medicare Advantage plans, those are the those are the most common plans. Real quick, because um, most people are going to want to know this, the, the the difference between HMO and PPO. Again, this is the this is the uh, short version. HMOs are going to have a network, and if you go outside the network, you'll end up paying the cost out of your pocket. PPOs are going to have a preferred network. That's providers who have agreed uh, to the uh, contractual uh, terms of the, um, of the plan. And if you stay within those preferred providers, 
that's where the PPO comes from, then uh, your cost will be less if you were to decide to go outside and maybe go to a provider that's not preferred. But you do have that option in a PPO to go outside and see a, an, uh, a provider that's not preferred. And, and I'm assuming that Medicare Part C plans, these are private insurance companies. That that's correct. So what Medicare has done is they set this up uh, again after the um, the 03 Modernization Act, and the plans are going to be uh, administered by private insurance companies and uh, regulated by uh, Medicare at the federal level. So you're going to see um, a lot of companies' names that you're familiar with. Uh, those are the companies that are that are going to be administering the plans. Okay. Now. Obviously, I'm in the SSDI world, Social Security Disability, and we've got the SSI Medicaid's a whole separate issue. Let's just stick with the SSDI. So okay. my understanding, when I, people ask me, um, and obviously I'm not a Medicare expert, which is why I'm talking to you, uh, because I think that you know a lot of SSDI attorneys like me, you know, we just sort of tell our clients, you know, you become eligible for Medicare. Uh, what is it? 24 months, the 25th month after your first eligibility for payment. Mike, is that correct? Right. So uh, I and I have some background in this because I have two siblings, uh, an, an older sister and a younger sister who are both on uh, SSDI. Mm-hmm. Once that you have uh, been awarded, then they'll go back to your entitlement date and then the clock's ticking. And so if your entitlement date was 24 months ago, next month, you're going to have access to Medicare. Your Medicare will be effective. So you'll be getting notification um, so usually a couple of months before that your that your Medicare is going to start in that 25th month following your entitlement date. And now, if you do nothing, let's say somebody is on SSDI and they you know they become eligible. Let's say it's a year, and now we're getting close to that 24 months, that 25th month. Um, if they do nothing, what happens? Does, does Medicare just assign you the, the original Medicare? or they assign you a, a type C plan? What happens in that situation? Oh, good. Yeah, that's a good question. So what will happen is <clears throat> by default, you will automatically be enrolled into original Medicare. Depending on your income, a couple other things could happen. For example, if you are, if your income is uh, below a, <clears throat> a state set uh, threshold, then um, you could by default, that you could automatically be enrolled at least in a prescription drug plan when you become eligible for Medicare. Um, but uh, that only happens if you're, you know, if you're lower income, that, that could happen. So when you are assigned to Medicare by default, you have an option because they will send you again, you'll get notification, but you do have the option to opt out of, uh, of Medicare. Original Medicare. <laughs> Of original Medicare, if you, if, if you um, if you want opt, opt out of normally most folks if, if they're ever going to opt out they'll opt out opt out of uh, of Part B. Okay, and obviously okay. when you're talking about county by county, this sounds. I mean, I know how complicated SSDI is with all the abbreviations and with all the uh, uh, just the very very granular rules. This sounds like it's equally as complicated. I mean, somebody who becomes eligible for Medicare. 
I mean, they're not going to have any idea necessarily what to do. I mean, is that a fair statement? I mean, I'm assuming that's why people are calling you um, right, right. as far as what to do. So what would you advise somebody? I mean, somebody, you know, is, is they're eligible for Medicare. It's coming up in a month or two. Um, they call you. What do you do at that point? Well, so it's, it's pretty involved. So what we're going to do is we're going to go through a, a needs analysis, which is going to entail gathering all their medical information, making sure that we have uh, anything and everything that we feel or they feel is important to them. Obviously, their medications, the, uh, the exact names, the dosage, the frequency, the refill rates, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, any providers they have that are important to them that they want to keep. Um, and, uh, and then we, we start there and we use software where we will go in, we'll pull all the plans that are filed in their county, we'll comb through those plans and we'll identify the benefits that are particularly, particularly of, of interest to them. Um, and then we'll, we'll f filter out based on, on those criteria and little by little, we'll narrow it down, um, to usually like a top three. And, and help them find the best plan that's going to have the best benefits for them, the lowest cost, et cetera, et cetera. And then any, any, any of the added value benefits we talked about before, we'll keep an eye out for those and make sure that they, uh, they're taking full advantage of anything that they're entitled to. And, and let's talk about cost. How much does original Medicare cost versus how much does some of these type C plans cost? If oh. there's well, that's I'm glad you asked that because yeah. I, I realized a second ago when I uh, was was talking about Party Part B that I should have, have gone into that. So when when you know that you're going to be eligible for Medicare, what's going here's what's going to happen. You, you're going to get that uh, the notification letting you know that you you have Medicare that's going to start on X date. Let's just say next month on the first day of the month. And that letter and, is supposed to come automatically. Right. Medicare. And, and so when you get that, you will have the option to opt out of part B. Um, and normally if you've worked, Medicare says if you've worked and paid in Medicare taxes for 40 quarters, 10 years, basically, uh, but they um, calculate it by quarters. So if you have any gaps there, you, you can make that up or, or you have, but if you've got 40 quarters, part A, hospital benefits, you're entitled to it, no cost. Okay. Part B, however, there is a cost. Uh, today, part B is running uh, roughly 170 per month. Uh, rumor is it's, uh, it's going to go down a little bit next year. I think it's going to go down to uh, actually, I just printed that out earlier. I think it's 164. Um, I've been doing this 30 years, 32 mm -hmm. years. I've seen Medicare Part B reduced twice. Wow. Once, uh, gosh, it's probably been 15 years ago. And then again, it's coming up this year. But the Part B, uh, $170.10 a month, that will be deducted from your Social Security um, uh, pension. Now, Again, there are some subsidies. Uh, if your income falls below certain levels, that Part B can be paid by, uh, by the state. And a lot of our clients will fall into those categories. There's, uh, there's what they call Medicare savings programs that are set up uh, by, at the federal level. Again, they're ran at the state level, but you could qualify to have that Part B uh, premium paid. And now Part C, to answer your question, the Part C plans, uh, the Medicare Advantage plans, you will see premiums um, as little as no premium at all, no additional premium on top of your your uh, Part B $170 premium. 
uh, or 164 for next year. Um, and so a lot of our clients may just have that uh, Part B premium and then no premium for their Medicare Advantage plan. And then there's those who have no premium for Part B and no premium for their Medicare Advantage plan. Uh, so it really just depends on uh, what county you're in, where you where you stand as far as uh, your income and resources. And we'll figure that's that's one of the things that uh, we do. I, I, I joke a lot of times. I say a lot of our work is uh, feels like social work, but it's uh, uh, we're passionate about it. So we're, we're we um, we do a good job, I think, uh, not to pat ourselves on the back. No, no, absolutely. I mean, this is like yeah. I said, this is kind of a black box type of thing to me in the sense that mm-hmm. you know, everybody's heard about Medicare, just like everybody's heard about Social Security and knowing how it actually works is a whole whole different story. Right. Um, don't know where to begin? Get my free Secrets to Getting Approved Survival Kit. Inside the kit, I discuss such things as how do you know if you have a case? What to do if you're denied? How to avoid common mistakes? And my ever popular, how to avoid trick questions from the judge? Subscribing is free and easy. Just visit ssdanswers.com and look for the survival kit for instant access. Remember, time is eroding your position every day. Don't delay, act now. That's ssdanswers.com for your free survival kit. Now, what happens if, let's say, somebody's eligible for SSDI and he or she has a spouse that's getting employer-provided health insurance? What happens then? Is, is Medicare secondary? Is it primary? How does that all work? Well, if they if if they have the option to opt out of the employee plan, then obviously Medicare would be primary. Mm-hmm. In a case where they have, uh, and again, this can get pretty lengthy, but if their if their employer plan is creditable, what Medicare considers creditable coverage, which most of them are, then uh, depending on the benefits and the cost for that spouse. Uh, we will help them determine whether or not it does make sense for them to keep one or the other. In a lot of cases, especially with employer group benefits changing so much these last 10 years, Mm. um, they're not what they used to be. So, you know, used to you would see a a spouse that has, you know, great coverage, very little out-of-pocket risk and very low premiums. Uh, Today, that's not the case. So in a lot of cases, it does make sense to opt out. Now, if they don't, if they don't opt out, uh, and when I say opt out, opt out of the, the, the group and go to Medicare, because mm-hmm. usually 75% of the time, it's it's really better off for them to go to Medicare. Their cost is a lot lower. Their benefits are just as good or better. And then they also get some of the added value benefits that they might not get on their group. Now, with that being said, you will have cases where they stay in their employer group um, and they opt out of Part B of Medicare. Um, if they just, if they, for whatever reason, we do see this from time to time, if they don't opt out of Medicare Part B and they're in a group larger than 20, Medicare considers that a large group, the group will be primary, Medicare will pay second. Um, so again, that's kind of the reason it really wouldn't make sense in most cases to um, carry Part B of Medicare and it wouldn't make sense to opt out of Part B if they're going to stay within that group. All right. Now, people's circumstances change. So how often would you be able, let's say you you decide on a Part C plan and then medically something changes where you now you need 
a different type of medication or you need more intensive care. <clears throat> can you change the type of plan that you uh, have chosen or can you change the type of plan that you would be eligible for under part mm. C is it how many, can you do it? Was it once a year? Is it once a, you always hear about the enrollment periods. Right. How does that all work? <clears throat> well, <clears throat> <clears throat> Excuse me. The the standard enrollment period, other you know, there are special enrollment periods, but the enrollment period that everybody's come to know is the annual enrollment period, and that period will start October fifteenth each year. It'll go through December seventh, with a January first effective date the following year. They do give you an open enrollment period, the start of the new year, which will go for the first quarter. So January, February, of March each year, you have an open enrollment period. Now, what that consists of is what they call a like change. So you can make a change from one plan C to another as long as you're not adding or dropping a prescription drug plan. Mm. So when your prescription drug Part D is integrated or built into your, your Medicare Advantage uh, Part C plan, and you want to make just that lateral move during the open enrollment period from January through March, then you're fine. Uh, but the annual enrollment period from October 15 through December 7, you can literally, I don't recommend this, but you can literally make multiple uh, elections during that period. The last election you make up to midnight, December 7th is going to be your plan for January 1st. Okay. So those are the periods. Now there are special enrollment periods. The special enrollment periods are um, more, uh, they're more common when somebody moves or somebody loses benefits, or uh, somebody's income changes, maybe they fall into a subsidy level and they get a special enrollment period, or they lose a subsidy level. Their income maybe went up and they lose that subsidy level. Those are the most common special enrollment periods. Mm -hmm. uh, there, there are um, some other special enrollment periods in certain counties for uh, chronic conditions. Um, there are some plans that are filed in certain counties where they're specifically designed for chronic conditions. So there are some special enrollment periods. There's also the FEMA special enrollment period. So if you have a natural disaster of sorts, uh, we just went through, you know, today they're having you know, right, the hurricane, hur yeah, hurricane in, <laughs> yeah. in, in Florida. Mm -hmm. So um, FEMA, as soon as, as soon as everything settles, you'll see uh, special enrollment period, more than likely it's going to be issued for those counties that were affected in Florida. Um, and so that's a big part of the special enrollment period. So anytime you're, you're, you have an enrollment period that maybe you didn't take advantage of be, and, and it was during that disaster, then they will usually extend those special enrollment periods. But normally AEP annual election period or enrollment period is the most common from uh, October 15th through to December 7th. All right. Now, do you work with people all over the country? Or are you, I know you're in Texas, I believe, just mm -hmm. in Texas. Tell me about your, what you do in your company. No, we do. We work um, all over the country. Um, and we, um, we do a lot of work with uh, uh, not just folks that are 65 because of, uh, you know, they're, they're, natural their eligibility for Medicare because of their age in, but we have uh, a lot of uh, work that we do in the under 65 market for those folks like you deal with the yep. uh, SSDI, but yep. yeah, all over the country. Okay. Okay. Now, one of the things that, and you know, when you watch TV, you listen to the radio, you hear these ads, celebrities talking about, you know, Medicare Advantage programs. I mean, what is your, how do you respond to that when people say, well, what about the one I heard about on TV? What's the difference between what they're offering and what you do? 
Uh, the, you know, the big difference is, um, generally speaking, those plans are, are um, I would, probably the best analogy I can use is sometimes they're trying to fit that, you know, that square peg in a, in a, in a round hole. Um, our approach is we represent most all the top plans, all the top uh, companies out there. Um, obviously, we don't represent every plan that's going to be available. So, you know, somebody would have to go to Medicare.gov or call 1-800-MEDICARE to find every plan that might be available. But uh, the way we do it, we're, we're uh, very selective. And so we're kind of playing a matchmaker game, if you will. And um, so when we're looking at the companies that we offer, knowing the, the companies that, uh, that are uh, the leaders in the industry, those are, those are the plans and the companies that we offer. Um, and, and, and so I think that's the big difference is that we're going to, um, we're going to sift through all the plans, all the companies, rather than try to, you know, maybe force a plan on someone. It's probably not the best word to use, but, but, you know, it, uh, again, putting that square peg in a round hole. Yeah. I mean, just the sense I get is, I mean, you know, when we're talking about county by county, I mean, this is, you know, th this is a very, very granular analysis. This is not a one size fits all type of thing at all. And again, the way you're describing it is you've got a computer program where you plug people in and you plug their circumstances in. And you kind of, like you said, sift through the various programs. Uh, so clearly, you know, something that's advertised, you know, one particular type of plan. I mean, that that's uh, it's almost like saying, you know, somebody's looking to buy a car and there's, you know, one car in the market as opposed to hundreds right. of cars in the market. And you got to choose the one that makes sense for you. All right. So somebody is, um, well, for, let me ask you this, how, how much in advance would somebody would it be wise for somebody to contact you uh, prior to their Medicare eligibility date? I would say a few months, um, probably no more than three months is not that's not necessary. But anywhere in that three month window, uh, Medicare does say that uh, when you become eligible for Medicare, you have a it's a seven month window uh, that you have an open enrollment period and. That is three months before the month of your effective date, the month of your effective date, and then three months following that uh, month of your effective date. So if, you know, if you're eligible or your Medicare starts, say, in November, then August, September, October is, is the start of your open enrollment period for your Medicare Advantage plan. And then you got all of November, then you got December, January, February um, to get it done. Yeah. Uh, but that's... Uh, Okay. Uh, now, do you charge for this analysis? No. no, no. The, the way that we are compensated is, uh, again, we're matchmakers. If we are able to, uh, one, if, if, if we feel good about the plan options that we have for them, they feel good about the plan options, uh, and then they make a selection, that company then compensates us okay. for for sending those uh, enrollments into them. Got it. Got it. All right. And how would somebody get a hold of you? What's the best way to reach reach you? Uh, the best way would be just to call our toll-free number. It's uh 800-877. Oops, that's not our that's that's a that's a different number. Okay. It's uh yeah, uh, you caught me off guard there. That's okay. I, I, I should have it memorized. You should have it memorized. That's right. Uh, yeah, here it, it is 877. It's not 800. It's 877 uh 413 one five five six uh medicaremall.com they could go there that's our consumer facing site 
Um, but uh, again, 877-413-1556. And um, yeah, if you call and you just have some questions, that's fine. You can give us a call and we'll, we'll answer any questions you have. And if you want us to get to work for you and, and, uh, and figure out a plan, it's a, it's a good fit for you. We can do that as well. Great. Cal, I really appreciate your time. Thank you very much. And uh, we'll talk again very soon. Absolutely. I appreciate you. All right. Well, that's a wrap for today's episode. Subscribe to this podcast for regular updates at iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you found this podcast useful, then please give me a five-star review because it helps others see the value of my information. Thank you in advance. For a 100% free and confidential evaluation of your case, visit ssdanswers.com. That's ssdanswers.com. Don't delay. Act now.